the Jcast Network. I'm your host, Arwen Herman. We're here at TechCrunch Disrupt in New York City to learn about how Jews are transforming our global environment. Let's take a closer look. Women love to shop, but more importantly, they like to look good. And uh, your platform is, is unique in the sense that you give a one-stop shop uh, for them to uh, really immerse themselves uh, in fashion uh, according to their budget. Uh, so let's talk about uh, your venture. Okay. Um, well, it's not just their budget. Budget is really important, but it's also their size and body type and their style. You know, a woman uh, like me may not dress like her or her, her. You know, we all have different kinds of styles. Um, basically, what we offer is a personal stylist to everyone for free. Um, Anyone can use it. Uh, we have all types of women, all types of ages, and each uh, all they have to do is fill out a questionnaire. Okay, so it's just a few minutes of their time, and they give us some information about themselves. They don't need to upload any photos. They don't need to. They just give us information. They answer some questions, and each week they receive two outfits online, based on their style, size, and budget. And with these outfits, they can click on one of the items. Let's say they want to purchase the shirt. They click on the shirt, and it takes them to the site where they can purchase the shirt. Um, we basically offer complete outfits each week, um, and it's a person—it's personal styling. We give them the luxury of having a personal stylist at no cost. So, what's is there? What's the catch? Like, what? How does how does this work for the user? Yeah. So basically, um, the catch, but it's not the catch, but actually, um, the way we make our money is um, through uh, the purchases that the user makes. But she doesn't have to make a purchase, and through the purchases that the user makes and also through um, target advertising. We, we have um, women that are put into groups with similar style preference size and budget so if you're a company like Gap that wants to target women that are classic, conservative, uh, mature at a certain age, then we can advertise your brand in our outfits. So target advertising indirectly which is um, how we make our money. <laughs> What inspired you to uh, create this company? Um, basically, a friend of ours uh, had a wife that was a, still has a wife that's a shopaholic. <clears throat> she would go in front of her closet every morning and have nothing to wear. Basically, she had so many clothes, and he was like, "How do you have nothing to wear? You have so many goddamn clothes." And he's like, "Okay, let me just uh, make it. Make it. He was, uh, you know, in high tech and technology. He's like, let me just make an app for you. I'll take a picture of all your clothes and I'll mix and match them. You, you do what you want, so you can see your clothes." Well, that was a very time-consuming. I think they actually have done that in the past. I actually tried to take pictures of my clothes. It took too long. Um, so we kind of found a different solution for that, um, where a stylist is picking from millions of items online, putting outfits together for you, and saving you the hassle, making it convenient and easy to shop, and very personal. As an Israeli startup, uh, it's exciting. It's, uh, you're bringing the best of Israel uh, globally. Why do you think Israel, Israelis are so innovative? Oh wow, <laughs> I think Israelis um, live for the day. They have this kind of mentality, live for the moment, live for the day. Um, because of the situation in Israel, you always have to kind of be on your toes. And it, it creates a certain type of a personality to push and, and do and 
and just do it, you know, just go and, and do and conquer because you never know what can happen tomorrow. So you just kind of have, um, you're, you, feel, you feel more open. I think Israelis feel more open and people who are more open are more creative because they're not afraid to just go out there and take risks. People are always looking for that next wave of communicating and video is uh, overtaking uh, the industry and your company is doing something really, uh, really disruptive when it comes to communication and video. So tell us uh, a little bit about your company. Yeah, we, we're, I'm, from, I'm Adam Corbel, CMO and co-founder of Glide. We are the world's first instant video messaging platform. Um, you can think of it as a video walkie-talkie. Basically what it is, is, is you have the ability to send and receive video messages that are broadcast in real time or able to be consumed and watched at the convenience of any chat participant. So uh, let me give you, short, give you a fast demo. Basically, over here, you've got you know, a list of all your chat threads, and you go into a, uh, a chat thread, and you start broadcasting a video message. And now you can see over here, the message is being received with sub-second latency. That means in under a second, anyone in that chat is able to watch that video. Now let's say you know, the person you're sending a video to isn't online right now, and it's not convenient for them to watch the video. They can just press a button and play that message whenever it's convenient for them. And all these messages that you have in these conversation threads are saved in the cloud. Nothing is saved on your device. So you can have hours and hours and hours of video conversations with friends and family, groups of unlimited size, without taking up any space on your device. That's pretty powerful. So we, uh, we launched on iOS about a few weeks ago. Um, and we're announcing today the launch of our Android beta, which is available on our website for download at glide.me. Glide and what inspired you to uh, develop this uh, innovative product? So we're a team based in Israel, um, but I would say 90% of us are you know, originally from, from, from overseas. I'm from Australia originally. My partners are from different parts of the States. We have an Irishman on the team. Um, and one th the biggest problem that we were, we were aiming to try and resolve was we wanted to have engaging and personal video chat conversations with our friends and family back home, but in a way that was convenient. And like apps like Skype and FaceTime, are, are, they're, they're awesome products, but they work like a phone call. I can't um, initiate a phone call without everyone being online and syncing schedules before you are able to start that conversation. Whereas with Glide, I can send a video message to my parents, to my friends and family whenever it's convenient for me. And if it works for them, they'll watch it in real time. And if it's not, they'll watch it whenever it's convenient for them. So I don't have to think about schedules, I don't have to think about convenience here? factors. I just send when it works for me, they watch and respond when it works for them. So it really is the ultimate um, you know, video message which combines the power and personality of live video chat with the convenience of a text messenger like WhatsApp. Why do you think Israelis are so innovative? Uh, it's, 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 in the, it's in the genes, you know. I mean, it's, we're actually based in Jerusalem, and, uh, you know, people don't realize that there's a huge startup scene happening in Jerusalem. We're based in the Jerusalem Technology Park, which is, you know, literally tens and tens of, of innovative startups. And that's just Jerusalem. You go to Tel Aviv, and, you know, the ecosystem there is just, you know, world class. Um, it's, it's a great place to be. When you go to uh, events, uh, everyone has different angles to try to capture the moment. And your company does something really interesting and uh, really stitching the experience together. 
Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, what you did. So we um, we saw that there is a lot of uh, apps that do the event thing. Uh, we think that uh, creating something is more private. Creating videos are, are more private. It, usually you will do it with your friends. You want to share it with your friends. It doesn't have to be about the location. It's more about the theme. So if it's like greetings or if it's about even an event but sharing with your friends and you co-create it together and as soon as uh, you have the enough material you can start to edit it. You can add uh, music to it and then the magic happens. It becomes a video clip with, a, with the right soundtrack and with the right performance that you can choose uh, reordering the performance. And it also, uh, we are now, we just launched but the next uh, uh, update is going to be for the pages uh, uh, administrator. So if you have a page fan and you want to send to all your fans uh, to create something together, like you're a musician and you want to create it with your fans, you can create a video clip with your fans. So that that's would be actually uh, our next step. How did you come up with uh, this idea? So it's me and uh, my partner, Natasha. I'm, I'm coming from... Uh, the de development uh, industry. Natasha, she she's uh, in a, a movie production, and uh, we just shared ideas, and it just came out uh, as something that we would like to do. And how long can the video be? Right now, we give for each uh, user to to have 10 seconds for each video, so he can send one video or 100 videos. Uh, it's actually have no limit for the amount of videos. So the director who is inviting. He can decide later which one will stay in that project and which one he's going to delete. Why do you think Israelis are so innovative? Uh, I don't know. I think we just uh, like to be part of uh, um, whatever goes uh, in, in a social uh, industry. Um, I have, I don't know. For me, it was just very natural to, to think about something and to, to create it. So it felt like uh, this is something that. I would like to do like a dream. When you're sitting down at the table at a restaurant, a lot of times you're waiting for the, the menu or you're just trying to figure out what, what you want. But interactiveness, uh, until now, really hasn't uh, been brought into the, the restaurant industry. And now you're bringing something really disruptive uh, into the community. So tell us uh, what you're doing. Yeah, so that, that's right. Uh, bringing uh, interactivity into a restaurant isn't uh, such an easy task. and uh, worked uh, quite a lot on, on, the, on the actually creating this, uh, this table which is a uh, part of, the, of our ecosystem for the dining industry. So the table itself is an interactive multilingual uh, menu uh, featuring uh, customized uh, recommendations uh, for you as, as a diner after it, it learns uh, you know, your preferences. So it's as simple as drag and drop from the menu and you can see a brief description of the, of the, of the dish it's a nutritional value, the price, you can add to order and you know, send, it, uh, send the order to the kitchen. Uh, and then uh, while you're waiting for your dish to arrive, you, know, you can uh, play some games. Uh, you can play some games while, while you're waiting. Uh, it'll just uh, help me out with it. And uh, basically the, the thing is that the table itself is just part of the whole ecosystem that we're building for the dining industry. Uh, that helps the restaurant owners to get to know their customers better. And by uh, get to know the customer, I really mean by understanding what kind of 
uh, uh, food I like to eat, what kind of food you like to eat, understand our preferences and uh, suggest us uh, uh, the, the different uh, menus and the different dishes accordingly. So the table is, is just a part of it. We have a, a different apps and we have a manager app for the restaurant manager so he can uh, upload the whole menu into the cloud and share it with the people. And we have a user app uh, for a user who can just uh, look around them and see what restaurants around them feature the dishes that they actually like to eat and instantaneously book, uh, book a table or order home, home delivery or takeaway and stuff like this. And basically uh, keeping all the information in the cloud, understanding about every user, what uh, does he like, whether he has any particular allergies and it will be stored in the system, or his preferences, you know, what kind of wine do you like to drink with your steak and so on and so on. So the system actually gets better as we go, as it uh, you know, learns the, your preferences and uh, it helps the restaurants actually make more money because from our experience, and this table has been running in a real restaurant for about five months already, so from our experience, the average order size uh, is increased by about 18 to 20 percent. So the table literally pays for itself within less than a year. And How much does it cost? The table costs about three grand. We sell it at cost because we don't intend to make any money of hardware. We charge a modest service fee and there are a bunch of transactional fees that you, know, you can use or you don't have to use. It's really up to the particular restaurant. Whenever you're going into an industry that has a lot, there's a lot of happening now with social media, there's, um, there's ways to build relationships. Um, how are you uh, sort of breaking that, uh, that level of, uh, of, of competition within the industry? So actually, we don't uh, really compete with the social media, we just play along with it. So at the table, when you sit down, you actually check in with your application and then you can have your, your, your own customized experience. You can have your, your Facebook feed or Twitter feed just next to it. If it's a business meeting, once you uh, finish ordering, you can, you can actually you know, connect to Dropbox or Google Drive and run a presentation, have an actual business meeting. If you're uh, in the restaurant you know, with your kids, so we have a bunch of apps and games for the kids to, to play around and you know, to, to keep themselves busy. So it really uh, gets, uh, gets back the, the actual experience, the dining experience. So instead of everyone sitting down with their phone and uh, browsing their Facebook or, or Twitter feeds, we kind of uh, uh, join them together into the social experience that they once upon a time, you would go to a restaurant to, to have this social experience. And these days, it's quite often uh, becomes broken. So that's, that's uh, one of the things we try to fix. Why do you think Israelis are so innovative? Well, I think it's a, it's a pretty long story. There is a pretty good book about it uh, called The Startup Nation that I highly recommend uh, uh, you know, people to read. But it, it goes back you know, to, to the innovation that is probably just uh, in our genes and running in our blood. And uh, of course, there is a fact that you know almost every one of us goes to the to the military of the age of 18, and you know we do pretty amazing stuff over there. And uh, uh, you know, young kids at the age of 18, 19, and 20, they, you know, they work with very very complex projects in real time. You know, they have to 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 answer a lot of uh, different and then sometimes very tough uh, questions. And when they get off the army, they try you know to implement the same skill set into the you know the the regular industry and the, a lot of them uh, a lot of the startups are actually growing out of the army or out of the people who get out of the army as you can see Jews are at the forefront in creating innovative technologies that are transforming our global economy this is Aaron Herman thank you for watching